Hello and welcome. I'm Jane Midwinter and this is an HWAM podcast. Today my guest is Chrissy. Chrissy spent the majority of her working life in local authority employment in various troubleshooting roles. She endured what she describes as five years of agony, finally being given a diagnosis of ovarian cancer. She was plunged into menopause literally overnight at the age of 33. Chrissy, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today to share your story with us. Many people talk about menopause as a natural stage of a woman's life, but we know in many cases it's not and certainly wasn't in your case. Absolutely not. And thank you, Jane, for giving me this opportunity. Um, I found it especially important to, to talk about this uh, because surgical menopause is not something that immediately crops up when one looks at assisted menopause. It's about women being of a certain age and going through a certain pattern with their periods. And for me, that just didn't happen. So this all started uh, when I had my first and only child. I had a very difficult delivery. Um, and subsequently had to go in for emergency surgery for a tear to my womb. So that started a sequence of events whereby I was having lots of pain, irregular bleeding, um, bloating stomach, all sorts of horrible things. I had to go in to hospital fairly regularly for laparoscopies because I ended up getting endometriosis um, and getting rid of that turned out to be troublesome and difficult. And at my final consultation uh, with the gynecologist, he said, we are now looking at something we don't like the look of, and I think we are going to need to remove everything. Mm. So I wasn't really given any time to think about it because he said, it's looking quite dangerous and it's not going to get better. So I'm afraid your childbearing days are over. Gosh. That's was something that you don't want to hear when you've only got one child you're only 33 and you were planning on having three more children mm. um so no discussion and I didn't know what to say or what to do but I was given no choice and literally a week after I was delivered that sentence um I was in hospital uh, having a hysterectomy and as it turned out an oophorectomy remove my ovaries because they were covered in cancerous growths so and, did, did uh, anybody talk you through what what was what was going to happen what might happen after the surgery nobody uh my consultant on the day um was a younger but again male surgeon um i woke up to him at the end of the bed and uh i had to sign the disclaimer prior to the operation saying whatever you find please take it out basically and uh and so this young chap, very good looking and lovely and very charming, but he just sat on the end of my bed and said to me, I'm really pleased with my handiwork. I've done a very neat job. Um, but just to let you know, we did, as we suggested, have to take everything out. And that was it. There was no further opportunity for discussion. There was no, no empathy. How can a man empathize with what a woman is going through? Uh, and I, I wasn't referred to anyone other than um, at the post-operative consultation to finally discharge me from the hospital. I was told, of course, you'll need to go and see your GP to talk about HRT, if that's something you want to do. 
Um, the operation itself, uh, because they were taking out my ovaries, they said, by the way, we have also inserted some testosterone into you because by taking your ovaries out, uh, we have taken away your natural testosterone. So we have in inserted five tubes, which I was given to believe would slowly release over time and that they would maintain my, my natural testosterone level. That wasn't the case. They immediately <laughs> released a massive dose of testosterone into me higher than my body would have naturally expected, which led to all sorts of issues. Um, one of which was unwanted and unnecessary and excess hair. Another one was acne. Another one was aggression <laughs> and, uh, and a very violently high sex drive, uh, which was inconvenient at best. And that all happened very suddenly. Yes, very suddenly. So I think I was only in hospital for five days. I was sent home to recuperate for eight weeks. But in that time, so I wasn't working because the, the operation for that in those days was massive. And uh, I took the advice that I was given, just stay at home and rest and just let nature take its course. But it wasn't nature. It was artificially inserted testosterone, which was released into my system within two weeks of the operation and so I was dealing mentally with the prospect of never being able to have any more children plus what on earth is going on with my body and you were recovering from major surgery uh, major surgery anesthetic all those uh, all those things so it must have been yeah. a really very challenging time it was it was horrendous I remember my uh, my husband at the time um invited his mother up to stay with us uh, to look after me because of course I'd got a child aged five I'd missed her first day at school as a result of the mm -hmm. surgery and um, and I just needed some help so uh, yeah I, I felt actually utterly useless I felt barren in terms of not being able to have any more children I desperately would have liked and unable to do anything around the house and unable to deal with what was going on in my body. I just didn't understand it and felt that I didn't know who I was going to be able to talk to. And so you're in this dreadful situation. How long did that go on for and, and what did you do? Well, I just put up with the testosterone situation because it was physically inserted into me. So I couldn't do anything about that. But I thought, well, I've got to try and find out something about this. HRT. So I went to my GP uh, once I'd recovered from the operation and uh, he said oh yes lots of women in, in your situation need topping up um, so he prescribed me uh, the patches uh, which I persevered with for three months but in that three months I found it very difficult one to, to deal with them because I was desperately allergic to them so I had the uh the horrible itchy patches yes. on my skin that were weeping sores plus the dosage was never right and I thought this is going to be really difficult trying to control a dose via a patch so they talk about changing the patch once every two days or once every three days or you know whatever or changing the patches I went through all of that and none of that seemed to work really so I did a, um, a bit of research and Quite coincidentally, and luckily enough for me, I found that there was a seminar happening to talk 
specifically about HRT, because I think in those days it was a, a relatively new thing. And I thought, well, if this is a new thing, I want to jump on this particular bandwagon and I want to know as much about it as I can. So I went along to this huge conference and uh, there were some wonderful speakers and they spoke some wonderful down to earth language. But what I, I found amusing in many ways was that Ruth's room was full of some really angry women, but with, a, with one shared problem. Yes. And they were crying out for something that would help them through what they were going through. The, the women I spoke to, we all got tearful together. We were all Gosh. getting angry together and everyone was going, me, me, me. I want some of that, whatever it is. Um, we were shown all the options we talked about that contraceptives as well and uh, lots of it didn't apply to me because I was going through the surgical menopause but what I did find very encouraging was that there was a relatively new at that time a gel that could be applied to the skin um, a synthetic estrogen and, uh, and I thought that sounds what I might like so I left the conference feeling quite buoyed up about this mm. and spoke to my GP about it and he prescribed me the estrogel, which I was then on for 22 years. It's so interesting, <laughs> isn't it, though, when you think back, so many women just, um, you know, pulling their hair out because they weren't being given the right information. They had no choices. Um, they didn't have the support. Things have moved on hugely now, thank goodness. But and you found an HRT that um, that suited you and stayed on yes. that for for twenty two years. So how how did that make you feel? What changes did you notice? And you know, perhaps what did it was it like a magic wand? I actually thought it was magic to the extent that I went round telling anyone any stranger to me any female I overheard <laughs> talking about HRT and the fact that they were not getting on at all well with the oral ones or they had had the patches and they had the same problem as me I went I was going up to even check out assistants you know how you you chat in a yes, shopping yes. queue <laughs> and I was overhearing these conversations and I say oh have you heard about this though try this instead mm. um so Yes, for me, it was like a, a magic wand. And it was all quite wonderful until my GP suddenly contacted me and went, oh, my God, you've been on this for over 20 years. You've uh -huh. got to stop taking it. Mm. And uh, and I said, well, what's that going to do to me? He said, well, you'll go through the menopause thing. And he called it the thing. And I emphasise he called it the thing. Um, you'll get the hot flushes and the night sweats and the mood swings and he said and you'll get it twice as bad as anybody else because you did you chose you chose not to go through it when you had the operation um and I said so what are the risks and of course that was when the um Canadian study was it had, had shown a link between HRT oh, and breast cancer right. and the, the headlines yes yeah, so everywhere and the headlines I mean since then they have been very firmly put in their place and told actually there are risk groups and categories and yes. criteria and I being a non-drinking non-smoking um, lightweight mm -hmm. female with no family history mm. 
am actually in the very bottom uh, risk category. Yes. And he didn't, he just didn't consider that at all and whipped me off it. And oh my days, did I know about that? Because then I did go through an horrendous menopause. Um, I was sweating, I was flushing red at the drop of a hat at work. Um, I work or did work, I'm retired now, but I did work in a very male dominated environment. I, I worked in IT. And of course you're in the middle of a meeting and you, you can feel it coming, can't you? You think, oh God, yes, here I go. Absolutely. I can feel it boiling up from my navel upwards and in a minute yeah. it's going to hit my cheeks. And then it did. And everyone was saying to me, they'd all turn and look at me. You're all right. You have an hot flush. Yes, I am having a hot flush. Can you all stop looking at me? And why did you have to mention it? Mm. So, yes, I went through all of that and uh, it was horrible. And I think that conversation is changing. I mean, as you know, I'm an associate trainer with, with hand-picked menopause in the workplace. And um, our mission is to change that conversation. And there are many, many organisations now who have that training and they know what to do. And actually somebody said to me um, a little while ago, before I was working with Henpicked, uh, that their husband, who was in the police force, had had some training. And it was just simple things. Like if, you, if he was in a meeting and he could see somebody who was having a hot flush, rather than um, drawing attention to it, he would just say, oh, just need a comfort break. Shall we all have a comfort break, five minutes? And it just gave this person, without pointing the finger, a chance to go and have a drink of water, cool off, have a moment, calm down. Because as we know, stress or feeling anxious about our situation makes it much, much worse, doesn't it? Yes, but of course, back yeah. in, when was this? So this is um, sort of... So we are talking, um, that was three years ago. Right, okay. That so that's, three years ago. So Three years ago, when I started HWAM, I think, you know, there wasn't very much about things are beginning to change. People are talking more about menopause. Do you do you feel that, Chrissy? Do you think things are changing now? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, there isn't so much the, the male domination, certainly in the, the place where I used to work. I know that for a fact. And I don't think it's going to happen as frequently where you're in a room with that many people. The, the situation we have now is far wow. more people are working from home. Yes. Um, so that might actually help some people. And that but has, certainly its, if yes. has its pros and cons, yes. doesn't it? So, it does. But, yes. but all that didn't help you. So so let's go back to, to where you were. You were having this horrendous menopause, hot flushing, feeling embarrassed, yep. feeling not getting the support, not having the information that you needed, unable to make informed decisions so what was what happened next there was a catalyst for change and that catalyst was my bad temper and intolerance of my my poor long-suffering husband oh. uh where I actually hit him twice gosh one Christmas and uh, out of sheer frustration and anger that was misdirected and undeserved and was because my mood swings were horrendous. And uh, it, I just thought this has got to stop. Mm. So I didn't want to go, by this time I'd changed GPs uh, because I, I'd moved and had spent a long time uh, thinking I really ought to change. 
So I thought, right, I'm going to do two things simultaneously. I'm going to change GPs. I got another male GP and I thought, oh, well, he doesn't know me well. It might be a battle. So what I, I did instead was I found that locally there was um, an expert in the menopause, a female expert, and uh, she was actually somebody senior at a local hospital. That's what her sideline. Yes. Yeah. Her sideline was seeing people like myself. Um, it was a private consultation cost me 200 pounds but I thought what's 200 pounds versus costing me my marriage ultimately yes Uh, so I went to see her and told her the problems I was having and she was so shocked she said am I the first person you've spoken to about this other than your GP and I said yes so she raised her eyebrows and that's the first thing she wrote down and uh, she asked me all about my medical history and how this had all happened. And uh, and she said, um, what was your GP's reason for taking off HRT? And I said, the fact that I'd been on it for 22 years. She explained the risk levels and the people most at risk and was the one to point out to me that I was at in in the least risk in terms of uh, it's weighing it all up isn't it exactly so she did all of that and then at the end of the consultation she wrote out a prescription and said there you go you're back on it I have prescribed it you now have this prescription she said it will be down to your GP to re-prescribe it which he does and uh, I have to ask for it every time I need it. He won't put it on repeat. That's actually a good thing. I phoned the surgery and I said, why will he not put it on repeat? And she said he would rather check you yes. every so often to make sure that you are still OK. Yes, that's sensible. So um, it, um, it doesn't automatically bring back any uh, sex drive necessarily uh, because it is only oestrogen. But what it does do is it evens out the mood swings and the sweating and the, I don't have hot flushes anymore. Um, but I do feel that I'm still missing something. So what are your next steps? <laughs> because you've sorted, uh-huh. out, you've sorted out your oestrogen, you, you feel better, the hot flushes have stopped. You're looking, yes. I mean, people can't see you, but I can see and you're looking fabulous. Um, you're looking you. well, you're feeling well, and you're able to um, have a, a good, healthy relationship with your husband again, which yes. I'm so pleased about, that's wonderful. <laughs> and so is he. <laughs> yes, I bet he is, I bet he is. Um, so that 200 pounds was worth every penny wasn't it really to absolutely yes yes it really was so what i intend to do next is um i know that there is something missing that i i could have more in terms of testosterone for starters um so i have been pointed to and guided towards henpicked and i can't sing its praises highly enough i've only watched one video clip and i was so delighted to hear women talking about things that are so important to me and to anybody else in our position and to be talking using a language that is just acceptable to women but that 
men tend to beat around the bush about, no pun intended. And uh, they just they just tell it like it is. And they tell you what you want to know. And there is information. It is 100% accurate, fact, medical and science-based. And so now I know that I can go to somebody and say, I don't think my hormones are quite right. What might be right for me? So that is my next step. I'm going to be talking to somebody and saying, what else could I do? Because my skin condition still isn't quite right. I'd like to have more of a sex drive than I've got. And uh, is there some tweaking that can be done? Brilliant. So for me, the fact that there is help available is just wonderful. I think because my experience was so bad and such a long time ago in my head I'd thought well nobody can help me mm. and now I know that that is absolutely not yes. true and there, and it is a great platform there's so much information on there isn't there and it, yes and I'm yes. so pleased that you found that um, and that things will change and you know that you know HRT now can be tailored so much more individually and there are so many different ways so many tweaks that can be made so to speak to a medical practitioner about that and get exactly yes. what's right for you that's going to make that little bit of extra difference to your life uh, your life choices and your lifestyle and you know we've yes. got many decades ahead of us and we want to be as as well and, absolutely and, and feel as you know a, a, and thrive don't we yes I think one of the most difficult things for any of us in this position is that after the event we all spend an inordinate, an inordinate amount of time attempting to get our hormones levels back to what they were, except that we don't know what they were before this happened because we are not tested for it. And I think I, I wish I'd asked that question at the time, way back in 1995, when this very nice consultant said to me it was all going to come out and that hormones would be a problem etc etc it would have been nice to have known then what was normal for me yes. how much estrogen did I have how much progesterone progesterone did I have and how much testosterone because if you don't know at that point then it's always going to be a challenge trying to find the right balance when you no longer have any of those things naturally it's very difficult isn't it because hormones yes. throughout our lives but um, for the sort of average age of menopause, 51, anyway, any woman over 45, um, testing, blood testing isn't, um, isn't advised through the NICE guidelines. But when you're 33, when you're early menopause, premature, surgically induced menopause, then, um, you know, blood testing is available. So to test for hormone levels, I'm just very pleased that, well, I'm delighted that uh, you <laughs> that you've you've ma managed to you know get find um find a solution really um and you know you you've i think what's so important is that women are given the information but so many women still don't know where to get it and we don't know what we don't know and you no. went and found it and you asked about it um, and I think that's, you know, that that's what we need to change. We need to make that conversation. You know, Deborah Garlick, uh, um, the founder of Henpicked, she wants to talk about menopause. She wants it to be talked about as if we're talking about the weather so that, you know, yes. the information is there. Women in 
all walks of life are able to access that information and make those choices for themselves. So, yeah. Chrissy, thank you. Um, glad to hear your next steps. And um, perhaps you can come back and tell us how you're getting on. <laughs> Absolutely. When you've, had, when you've had your HRT tweaked. Um, and <laughs> thank you for your openness and your honesty. I'm sure your story will um, resonate with many and, and support many women. And I really hope so. I really do. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, you're goodbye. welcome. Goodbye for now. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you.